0: Amen. All right, let's get straight into the word quickly. Um, is, this is an ex, uh, This word this morning is uh, uh, an extension or continuation of last week's word. Um, the title of the message last week was "Faith for Increase," right? Faith for increase. Um, and we just a little recap. Uh, we remember that uh, we dealt with. Uh, what knowledge is and what ignorance is and what wisdom is, remember? And uh, knowledge is simply, what is knowledge? Let's see if you're listening. What what, what is knowledge? What is knowledge according to last week's teaching? Ha, ha, ha. What is knowledge? Knowledge is information. Knowledge is information. Say this. Say, knowledge is information. What is Ignorance. What is ignorance? Lack of information. All right. What is wisdom? The ability to accurately apply knowledge. Amen? So, so it's, it's, it's useless to have knowledge, but you don't know how to use it. Amen? Uh, uh, so wisdom is the ability to accurately apply knowledge. So most of us, we, we, we know scriptures, we know the word, we can preach the word, we can uh, uh, quote scriptures. Most of us, you know, we, we are informed of the word of God, but it is not a lot of us who apply this knowledge accurately. Are we together? Apply this knowledge how? Accurately. Now, we look at a, a, a scripture in the book of Romans... Chapter 1, verse 17, that says that the just shall live by how they feel. The the just shall live by their bank account. The just shall live by how many people agree with them. Uh, what, What does your Bible say? The just shall live by how? The just shall live how? So the just, who are those? Who are the just? Say the just is people like me who have given their life to Jesus and are declared righteous. Say the just are the righteous and the righteous, the just shall live by faith. Amen. Now, now I asked a question last week, and I said, how many of you, how would you rate your living by faith? How many of you guys can say that I am satisfied with how I live by faith? Or how many of you guys can be honest and say, you know what? I know the Bible says I should live by faith, but uh, to be honest, I have not been really doing a good job in living by faith. I've been living by my circumstances. I've been living by how people say. I've been living by how I feel. I've been living by the conditions of my uh, bank account and all those kind of things. Now, let me help you. If, if you live, there's a scripture in the Bible that says uh, we must have peace in the midst, peace that surpasses all understanding, right? Now, uh, to do that... It means that you have an opportunity not to live in peace. You have a reason not to have peace. In actual fact, if a natural man was to look at your circumstances and how bad they are, they will understand why you do not have peace. it it, it will be reasonable for you not to have peace in your life because what's happening in your life is not reflecting peace. Now, the fact that it's a peace that surpasses understanding, it is because in the midst of all of that chaos, in the midst of all of that challenge and, and, and brokenness and whatever it is, you are still at peace. Which means what's happening in and around you, no, 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 not in. What's happening around you is not happening in you. Hello? So, so, so the peace that you have in you is greater than what's happening around you. Are you with me? It's the same as when we praise God, yet things in our lives, they don't look like something we can praise about. The Bible says, in everything, do what? Give thanks. In everything, give thanks. So in whatever situation you and I find ourselves in, the Bible says we must give thanks. If we don't do that, then we are not living by faith. If, we, if circumstances affect our giving thanks, then we're not living by faith. That's how crazy this thing is. It does not make sense. We don't need it to make sense. It must make faith. If you're only going to want to make sense, you will always live in the natural realm. Hello? So it says the church shall live how? By faith. And then we went on to explain how to live in this kind of faith. And then we looked at the scripture that says faith without works is good, right? Is how? Dead. Say faith. Faith. Without works works. is dead. And then we went deep into looking at the action of faith. The works of faith. How is faith when we say it has works? Because the Bible says faith without works is dead. So what are the works of faith? Because I don't want my faith dead. How do I get my faith to work? And then we look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. Second Corinthians 4, verse 13. Let's look at the work of faith. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 13. Are you there? And since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what it is written, I believed and therefore I, I believed and therefore I, I believe and therefore I, you still don't want to talk to me. I believe and therefore I, we also believe and therefore, say this to me, say this action of faith is speaking with my mouth what I believe in my heart. Say, faith not spoken is not faith at all. It's only faith when it's spoken. You see, there's a difference between believing and faith. Believing is not faith and faith is not believing. Believing is of the mind, faith is of the heart. And how do you know whether your belief has turned into faith? Your words. What you constantly say, you believe. What you constantly say, that's your faith. If you always say that you are broke, that's your faith and you will get what you say. If you always say, my marriage is a mess, that's your faith and that's what you will get. If you always say that my child is not good enough, that's your faith and that's your reality. Because we are made according to the image and likeness of God and God speaks things into existence. We also do what? Speak things into existence. Amen? We also looked at Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter number 10 in verse number 8. Verse number 8, yeah. Romans 10 verse 8. But what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. The word is near you. The word is in your mouth and in your heart. If it's in your heart, let it come out of your mouth. If it's not coming out of your mouth, it's not yet in your heart. It's just in your mind. If it's in your heart, it will come out of your mouth because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. We speak what our hearts are full of. What is your heart full of? Romans 10 verse 17 says, Then faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. That's how faith comes. But we use it by speaking. It comes by hearing. It's used by speaking. Say so faith comes by hearing. But faith is released by speaking. The Holy Spirit cannot move on words that have not been spoken. He cannot move on words that are what? Not Spoken. He can't. He can't. Thank you, Jesus. We looked at Romans 4 verse 17. It says, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed. God. Who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. What does God do? Say, God calls those things that do not exist as though they did. So if you and I are copious of God, we imitate God, then we should do what? Call those things that do not exist as if they existed. All right, let's get into today's Teaching by the grace of God. So this is increase your faith, increase your capacity, right? Now let's go to Matthew 9. We're going to start from verse 18. Matthew chapter 9 verse 18. Let's pray. Father in Jesus' name, we thank you for this time. The privilege we have of being able to come together to study and fellowship around your word I make it known this morning that I'm not trusting or depending on my limited human abilities to minister to these, your people. But I'm trusting you, Holy Spirit, that you may speak through my mouth, through every heart, removing fear, removing confusion. Thank you for supernatural recall of the scriptures. And I believe your word will flow accurately with power and authority carried by your love, removing all fear, all confusion. Thank you that hearts are ready to receive and ears are anointed to hear what the Spirit has to say this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, Matthew 9 verse 18. Are you there? While Jesus spoke these things to them, behold, a ruler came and worshipped him, saying, My daughter has just died, but come and lay your hand on her, and she will leave. Look at what this ruler is saying. She's telling Jesus what to do and what will happen if he does not uh, Does it sound like this ruler is begging? No, he's, be- he's not begging. He's declaring, he's, 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 he's informing Jesus that if you do this, this will happen. And he's saying it to him. My daughter has just died. But come. He, my daughter is just what? That guy, he did not say she's sick. He said she died. But <laughs> come. Ufeel Zoral. masam Masamb, Masamb, Amen. My daughter has just died, but come and lay your hand on her and she will leave. So Jesus arose and followed him. Jesus, you know, followed this man. Jesus submitted to this man's instructions. Come. He didn't ask him. <laughs> Amen. Jesus arose and followed him. And so did his disciples. So disciples also, they went. And suddenly... A woman who had a flow of blood for 12 years came from behind and touched the hem of his garment. So picture this. Jesus just spoke to this man and this man, this man says, listen, my daughter is sick. My daughter died. Please come and lay your hand on my daughter so she will leave. So Jesus did what? He got up and started following this man. And the Bible says the disciples also came with. So as they are going to this man's house, a woman just comes from nowhere. And she had an issue of blood. And the Bible says she touched the hem of Jesus' garment. Look at what happened. Verse 21. For she did something. What did she do? What did she do? She said... To herself. No, she did not think to herself. She did what? Said. Maybe we're thinking that she just imagined to herself. Uh-uh, the Bible says she said. So in my understanding, said she opened her mouth and she spoke. And what did she say to herself? If only I may touch his garment, I shall be well. So, so the doubt was, oh, shoot now. The doubt was not on whether she will be well. The doubt was, I'm not sure if I will reach the garment, but if I can reach the garment, they're getting well, she's sure about it. Uh, she was not sure of reaching the garment because of the multitude, because she was crawling on the floor. So don't Make a mistake and think she had doubt because she said, If the if is not on the getting well part, the if is on the reaching the garment part. So she was not sure if she will reach the garment because it was crowded. But she said, If only I may reach the garment. And she did. She reached the garment and checked what happened. But Jesus turned around. And when he saw her, he said, Be of good cheer, daughter. Your faith has made you well. What did Jesus say? He said, Your what? Give me my letter, please. Your faith has made you well. Now, now, where is this faith? Where did Jesus see this faith? Hello? Where did Jesus see this faith? He said, Your faith will make you well. I'll tell you where this faith came from. Go back to the previous scripture. Previous scripture, the previous verse, sorry, verse, previous verse. She did what? She did what? Say, My faith faith must must be spoken. If it's not spoken, it is not faith believe jesus knew what this woman said and according to jesus what this woman said is what is come on now what this woman said is faith go back to this to the 22 he said your faith has made you well he did not say i made you well she, he said, your faith has made you? Oh, now Let's continue. <clears throat> when Jesus, verse 23. Oh, no, 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 22 again. But when Jesus turned around, and when he saw her, he said, be of good cheer, daughter. Your faith has made you well. And the woman was made well from that hour. Verse twenty-three. When Jesus came into the ruler's house, now after dealing with the woman, Bella, this man is on a journey. She, he got distracted. Ooh, thank you, Lord. Say this to me. Say, my faith can distract God from His agenda. <laughs> come on now, come on now. Say, my faith can get God's attention and distract God for, and distract God. From what he was initially doing to attend to me because of my faith. Woo, woo, woo. Wow. Amen. Praise God. You see how God is, I did not even write that in my notes. Just opening up these things. Amen. Now, when Jesus came into the ruler's house, he saw the flute players, flute players, And the noisy crowd wailing. Now, they were doing this because, according to them, the child is dead. So when you heard that kind of, you know, music and everything, you knew that, "Ah ah-ah. But look at what happened. Verse 24. He said to them, Jesus said to them, make room for the girl is not dead but sleeping. And they ridiculed him. They laughed at him. They made fun of him. Why? Because <laughs> but the reason why we're playing is because she's dead. Isn't he hearing that we are playing, meaning that she's dead? And here he comes and he says, she's sleeping. So they started laughing. Doesn't that sound like some of the things that we trust in God for and then we're confessing and those that are not of faith, even if they are in the same house with us, but if they are not of faith, they start looking at us funny. They start f- laughing at us and they start looking as if we are crazy. We lost our minds. But look at what Jesus did to them. Look, 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 look. I like this. Look, look. All right. Verse 25. But when the crowd was dead, what happened to the crowd? The crowd was? The crowd was? You, you got you to gotta put some people outside. <laughs> you you, you, you got to love them enough to put them out where? Because when you are in faith, you cannot accommodate any negative talking. Jesus did not put them aside because he hated them. He put them aside because... They were were contaminating the faith. They They were polluting the room with negative words. Jesus wanted the environment to be an environment of faith. He wanted faith words spoken. So because they would not change their speech, he put them aside. He went in and took her by the hand and the girl? I, I, I don't know why it was necessary. I mean, this is Jesus, man. This is the Lord of Lords, you know, the King of Kings, you know. I mean, I don't know why it was necessary for him to, I mean, I, I don't know. As powerful as Jesus is, I will assume that he can just do whatever he needs to do with anyone being negative in the room. But clearly it looks like Jesus wanted to first get rid of negativity in order to do what he needed to do. Many times, we are struggling with our faith because we are accommodating negativity in our lives. Negative talk, negative behavior, negative mindsets, negative attitudes. And we wonder why our faith is not working. I tell you the truth. I have studied great men and women of God. I've studied them. I've looked at them. I promise you, they do not play when it comes to words. They do not play when it comes to words. In fact, the more I think about how serious they are about words spoken, sometimes I feel like I need to get born again again. Because there are sometimes we look like, yo, I, I, yo, my back. I'm tired. You know how I'm tired is a negative speech? negative speech i'm tired because you're speaking against what the word of god says hello your faith is not on god that he can refresh you that he can strengthen you do you know to say that i can't do this is a negative speech to say i can't do this You cannot say I can't do anything because the scripture says you can do how many things? You can do how many things? So we can't entertain speaking things that we feel. We need to speak things that the word of God says. Let the weak say what? Let the blind say what? Let the poor say what? So the poor must not say they are poor. The broke must not say they are broke. The sick must not say. So if you say you are sick, you are speaking against the word of God. Rather say I'm overcoming sickness at least. Rather say I'm challenged but I'm overcoming. We need to change how we speak, family. Because the words that we speak are coming against our faith. How many you guys know the scripture where Jesus was working with his disciples, remember? And, 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 and they came to a fig tree. And, and he expected the fig tree to have figs and they did not have figs, Remember? And, and when he got to the fig tree and he did not fi- have figs, the Bible says that he cursed the tree. And he said, no one should eat of you ever again. Remember? And, 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 and what happened? The scripture says the disciples did what? Heard him. So he did not think it. He did not whisper it. He spoke it. The disciples heard what he said. Sometimes we are scared of what people hear us say. Trusting God for land. No, Father, thank you for that land in the name of Jesus. Thank you for that. No, 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 no. We need to, they need to hear. And they left. And the following day, the Bible says they passed the same route. And and was it Peter? Peter was ahead of of Jesus and he got to the tree first. And then he, he marveled. He was shocked. And he said, Jesus, come and see. And he was so impressed, amazed, shocked. Jesus expected it. He said, the tree that you, he did not say that you spoke against. He said, the tree that you cursed. Peter said, Jesus cursed the tree. Go read it. The Bible says, Jesus spoke to the tree and said to the tree, no one will eat of you ever again. Peter calls that a curse. Peter calls that, he calls negative speaking a curse. He said, the tree, and if it was not a curse, Jesus would have said no, Peter, I did not curse the tree. I just spoke to the tree. No, no, no. He did not correct Peter. He said, the tree that you cursed has withered and died. And what did you say? Did he go like, ah? Uh-huh? No, i Ah, <laughs> oh, I mean, that was not my intention. I mean, I just spoke negative. <laughs> nah, ah. What did he say? He said, have faith. Have faith in God. In other words, Peter, you are so shocked. You are so impressed because you don't have faith. But if you had faith, Jesus expected that to happen. But Peter was like, Hello, We will never eat from this, and then we are humble. And then tomorrow, Peter's like, Ah, Pastor Simi, I spoke Zulu and you are laughing. <laughs> you know what I said. Hallelujah. Don't forget that me and you are not friends because you beat me. Tonight, I'm not on your side. No, 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 no. You must feel what I felt. Nigeria. Huh? Now, nah. Thompson gives me a call right after the game. Do, do you know what time the game ended? That game ended, I think, around 1 a.m. because they went to extra time and all the way to penalties. After, Thompson gives me a call. Me as a pastor, I'm answering. I'm thinking my son is in need in his prayer. He said, Pastor. We beat you, heaven. I'm like, Thompson, he said, no, I did not know which side to belong, because I love South Africa, but I'm a Nigerian, but so whoever, I'm like, oh, shut up. <laughs> uh, he was on my case, he was on my case. So I told person to see me this morning, I said, me and you, we are not on the, we're not on the good page. I, I'm not. I'm not happy with you today. I said tonight. I want to watch. I want you to feel what I felt. That's not godly. That's the soccer. Leave me. <laughs> I love my Nigerians. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Now, now, now. Look, look, look at. Let's go to Jeremiah quickly. Oh my word. Jeremiah. Now, did I finish with the victory? Uh, uh, yes and no. My no. man. The point I'm trying to make is this. Peter said jesus cursed the tree but what we read what jesus did is that he spoke negative towards the tree which means whenever we speak negative we are cursing whenever we speak negative we're doing what any negative word you speak is a curse you just cursed your house you just cursed your finances you just cursed your children. Every negative word we speak, we are cursing. And words are powerful because words create. Words do what? Create. If you don't know that words create, tell your wife you love her and see what happens to her. She just... Just, just tell us sweet things, nice things. I ah, was, you are beautiful today. I was same Hey, so when I I'm a smile. Words create things. On just words, in Whether you are lying or telling the truth, just speak it. You will see. What have what Pow. Amen. Or oh, test it with the little kids. The little kids. You tell Kenya, hello Kenya, you're so beautiful. <laughs> because words have what? Power. Power. Imagine if we only spoke positive. Now, if negative words are curses, then what are positive words? Blessings. blessings. Imagine if blessings... Came out, only blessings came out of our mouths. Only blessings. Don't st- stop saying, Me, I can't understand the word of God. You will never understand it. Speak that I've got a man of Christ. I understand the scriptures. Father, thank you for opening up scriptures with me. I can't stay away from sin. Uh-uh, you will continue sinning. Say, No, I can, I'm an overcomer. I'll overcome this sin, this weakness, this temptation in the name of-. We have to say these things. But the devil stops us from saying, let's go to Jeremiah 1. Jeremiah 1, verse 12. Jeremiah 1, verse 12. I only open one scripture. Hmm. Then the Lord said to me, you have seen well, for I am ready to do what? Hey, I am ready to do what? Whose word is God ready to perform? So if God is ready to perform his word, then whose words must we speak? If we speak God's words, God is obligated to make his word come to pass. But if we speak our words, then we have to make sure that our words come to pass. If we speak God's words, God is ready to perform his word. If we speak our words, then we have to be ready to perform our words. Now, I don't know about you, but I I can't make, make my word come to pass. So I'd rather speak God's word. Because if I speak God's word, God will make sure that his word comes to pass. Hello? We have to speak God's words. So that God can watch over His word. Now, last week, we wrote things that we trust in God for, right? And we decided on the amounts that we're going to sow towards the things we trust in God for in 2024. And we also sold towards appreciating God for 2023. Then I said to you, don't look at the amount you have. Write the amount in your heart as he purposes in his heart. Give as you do it. Purpose in your heart. Then when the money comes, you bring it to church. And then I said, Write scriptures. That you are standing on. And write the things that you are trusting God for. Then I said to you, if you do not at least say them five times each day, you are not in faith. That's what we said last week, right? Am I right? And I said, the devil is going to tempt you. You will forget to say them. Or you will feel discouraged to say them. You'll feel unmotivated to say them. Hola. Good to see you, man. Amen? Now, here's my question. How many of you guys have been consistent with at least saying them five times every day? Pastor <laughs> Vitalik. How many of you guys have been good co- I mean, saying that I declare in the name of Jesus that I have a job. I thank you for my job, Lord Jesus. I receive my job. I have my job. Saying that five times, it won't even take you a minute. How many of you guys have been saying these things? Baba monks, praise God, praise God, praise God. Guys, if you know, that's why we are not seeing God work in our lives because we're not taking the scriptures for real. Go to Ephesians 6. Ephesians 6.10. Let me show you something. We need to say what God says. That's how faith works. Say this. I say, I must say what God says. That's how faith works. Let's say it again. I must say what God says. I must say what I believe in my heart. That's how faith works. Ephesians 6 verse 10. Finally, brethren and sisters, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Look at verse 11. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Now, the wiles of the devil, these are strategies of the devil. So that you may stand against the strategies of the devil. What strategies? Strategies that he plans and he uses against you and your faith. So, how do I put on the whole arm of God? How, how am I able to stand against the wiles of the devil? Your words. Say, I stand against the wiles of the devil. I stand against the attacks of the devil. By my words. No, you don't stand like this. Uh-uh. You stand by your words. You don't get protection. How you get protection in the kingdom of God is not the same as how you get protection in the kingdom of this world. The kingdom of this world, we we put our trust on 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 alarm systems and security fences and 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 and, and these guys that patrol in our streets and everything. We 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 put our faith on those kind of things. And we've got insurances for things that we, that, that, that we own in our houses. That's fine. Nothing wrong with that. But in the kingdom of God, we do that with our words. Father, your angels camp around me and protect me. All my family. I declare in the name of Jesus that your hand is upon me. Your hand is upon my family. We walk in God's protection. We walk In God's favor. In the name of Jesus. I'm more than a conqueror. I'm a success. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I will reach my destiny. We speak these things. I'm an overcomer. I overcome with the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony. We say these things. I've got the mind of Christ. I walk on the steps of Jesus. The Holy Spirit leads and guides me. You say these things. That's your faith. If we don't say it, it will not happen. I to Go to Job Job 225. Job 225. Job 225. Now look at Job now. Are you there? There's no job two twenty five Job three Job three twenty five Job three twenty five Look at what Job said. Job said, for the thing I greatly feared. What happened to it? He said, for the thing I what? Look, he did not say, for the thing I feared. He said, the thing I greatly feared. So, if he greatly feared it, he greatly spoke it. He greatly did what? Spoken. And what he spoke came upon him. And I'm sure after it happened, he went like, you see, I told you, I'm a prophet. I told you that this will happen. It has happened. I'm a prophet. Uh Uh-uh. And God has not given us a spirit of fear, the Bible says, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So we should not be speaking what? Fear. Tell the person next to you, say, don't speak fear. Proverbs 18, quickly. Proverbs eighteen twenty-one. Proverbs 18, 21. All of you that are standing on Proverbs 18, 22, include 21. I will show you what 22 says. But look at 21. It says here, yeah, death and life are in God's power. Huh? Death and life are in the devil's power. Where, where, where is the power of death and life? Where, where is the power of death and life? In the tongue. So your words have power to produce death. Your words have power to produce life. Say, my words has power to produce death. And my words have power to produce life. How much death are you producing with your words? And how much life are you producing with your words? Because death and life are not in God's power. They are not in the devil's power. They are in the power of your tongue. So, whatever that is dead in your life is your fault. And you can resurrect it with your words. The condition of your life is a reflection of the words that you constantly spoke. If you want to change your life, change your words. If you want to change your words, change what you constantly think about. If you want to change what you constantly think about, change what you constantly pay attention to. What you read, what you watch, what entertains you, conversations that you get involved in. Change your kind of environment. Change your kind of words that you entertain because your words are a reflection of where you spend most of your time. Your words are an indication of where you hang around the most. Amen? Are we together, family? Let me give you the last scripture Matthew 12, 37. Matthew 12, 37. Words, guys, words, 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 words. Matthew 12, 37. you there let's read it together ready read for by when you say when you see your say my right let's read for by my words i will be justified and by my words i will be condemned yeah what what justifies us what condemns us so we've been condemning ourselves and we've been blaming the devil for it and we rebuke the devil I bind you I cast you bind yourself I'm sure the devil sometimes is like ah oh, it's not my fault <laughs> first of all it's not my fault oh Jesus Jesus I did not do that <laughs> it is not me all I did, I, I, I just dove them into say, saying things, but they said it themselves. I, I did not grab their tongue and say, speak negative. I just showed them negative and they believed and they spoke it. It's not my fault now. Let me tell you something. I kid you not. Effective people in the kingdom, go listen to them. They are very serious about what comes out of their mouth. Very serious about it. Uh, Apostle Theo, if you go into the Bible school, you will come across a testimony where he says that he accumulated faith teachings. He said he's got about 10 different kinds of faith teachings that feeds his faith. That encourages him to speak the word. That encourages him to stand in faith. He says he listened to one of those ten teachings every day. Because he says, I cannot afford to have my faith drop. Ah. Every day. He says, every day I find some time to inject myself with some faith teachings. Right now, imagine, I know how you feel right now. You are encouraged. You are so angry at the words, the negative words that you've been speaking. You're, so, you're upset now. You've got that spiritual anger. That's good. You, you're angry at yourself, at the devil who's been deceiving you. And, and, and you're telling yourself right now, no ever do, will I do this. But tomorrow, you won't be feeling this way. You'll be fine tomorrow. And then they'll step on your toe and then you'll speak curses. And you'll forget about this word. But if you want to have yourself feeling the way you're feeling right now, then you need to listen to this word tomorrow. And Tuesday. And Wednesday. And Thursday. And last week's word, keep on listening to it because you want to maintain this encouragement that you're experiencing right now. You want to be reminded all the time to speak Positive to speak the word. If you stop injecting your spirit with faith, your faith will topple. It will drop. Amen? The devil is going to bring attacks to get you out of your faith. Amen, family? Pastor, thank you. He will get you out of your faith. Come, sir.